most great brands do have patience. I'd like to welcome Kara Golden to the Productivity Podcast. Kara, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. So when I was going through the research for this conversation, your new book, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters, I tweeted out a photo. I'm like, hey, look what I'm reading. I'm getting ready for this conversation. And tagged you in the tweet, as, as you do. And then you chimed in. And let's just say that the tweet was closer to the end of the day. <laughs> Which, which as a night owl, I can completely appreciate, but it led me to the question, what does your daily startup and end time kind of look like? Like, do you have a morning and evening routine? Do you like, you're running your, you're running a, you know, a massive business and you've got, you know, a busy life. How do you start and end your days to make sure that you're kind of, you have harmony throughout it if you, if you can? Yeah. Well, I think this is a very unique time in addition to sort of being in, in COVID time, right. Mm. But also, uh, and working from home, but also, you know, running a company while you're launching a book is, um, is pretty nuts. Right. So in a company that is in the midst of a hockey stick, uh, frankly, which, you know, is good news. Right. Um, but it's also been, you know, a, a really, really unique time, um, uh, you know, just overall in history. So to be doing this while I'm also, launching a book. So most people launch a book after they leave a company. <laughs> so I'm like learning this as a, you know, so I'm putting in the extra time in order to get it all done, which is, is kind of, um, you know, really the story of my life. Right. And, and frankly, you know, kind of another lesson is that you always find time to do things as long as you're enjoying them and yourself. Right. You think right. like they, they have purpose and, and really, you know, just talking about the book a little bit. I mean, the, the reason a friend asked me yesterday, like, why did you decide to write a book? And, you know, I said, everybody kept asking for it. And I'd be out speaking at conferences or on podcasts. And, you know, people would be like, Oh, when's the book coming out? And, you know, so I started writing, I had a lot of time while I was traveling with my company hint, and I decided to really just start writing out some of these stories that I would talk about, not for the sake of necessarily being an author, um, but also just because I felt like if I could actually help people and inspire people just by sharing some of my stories with them about lots of different things, then maybe, then, you know, maybe they'll see that, gosh, if she can do it, I can go do my company too. And it, it doesn't matter. I think this book is really not just for, you know, female entrepreneurs or, you know, want to be entrepreneurs, but also for anybody who might have some doubts or fears and, and really think, okay, wait, maybe I should be moving forward instead of putting up roadblocks in front of me. Well, you actually say in the book, and this is a, this is kind of tied in directly what you just said, don't think about what you can't do, figure out what you can do and then do it to the best 100%. of your ability. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's for everybody, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you're an athlete, like it's the exact same philosophy. It's, you know, if you're a, you know, worker, you have no aspirations to be a, an entrepreneur. You're, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, just go do what you can do and to the best of your ability. And that's, that's the key. That's really the key thing. I want to get into the, the Diet Coke story that comes up, you know, 
I mean, uh, through the book, you it comes in a little later, um, but you mention, you know, you go through some of your history, and and I don't want to obviously people are going to pick up this book, and I want them to see the story because it's a, it's really valuable, <laughs> it's really valuable. But the but the reason that resonated with me, and the reason when you know uh, I had this opportunity to, to chat with you, is I was a cherry Pepsi addict. Like I drank a lot of soda pop up until. Uh, July 2nd of this year, the day before my birthday. And I just decided that's it. I have to quit. I have to quit. And I actually have the crushed can on my ah. bookshelf with the date at the bottom. And uh, the reason the reason that uh, uh, this came up is because I also wanted to do a bunch of other things for my health. I wanted to exercise more. I wanted to do this. But I realized that I could only do what I could do. I, could do, I couldn't do all of those things at once because if I tried to, I would, I would fail. Like they would all kind of, you know, it would be like a house of cards and it would, it would crumble to the ground that. So I had to make it a priority to quit soda pop. And as of today, it's been, you know, I guess eight weeks, no more than that. Uh, 10 weeks since, uh, it's amazing. Since, Congrats. And it, yeah, it, it, and it was, it's something that I just know that I can't do anymore. And I've, and I've noticed the benefits of it and we'll, we'll tie back into the, the how that led to, you know, the creation of, of hint and, and specifically hint water, but I want to talk about prioritization because I made that a priority. How do you handle prioritization? Like what ways have you found that work best for you that allow you to give your best to each of your efforts, both, both professionally and personally? Yeah. I th- look, I think as you get older, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And more experienced, you learn that, you know, there's only so many hours a day and in a day and you need to prioritize based on where you think you can have the most impact. And I mean, I think that that's not only, sort of a personal theory, but also a professional one. So I, I think that that's a really, really important, you know, piece to, to really look at. But I think in terms of priorities, I, I don't know, I, I think back, you know, even during this, this time during COVID, I mean, I think there were so many leaders that I saw that were, that were just frankly kind of frozen right Mm. through the process because they were like, oh, we don't know how long this is going to last. You know, obviously the doubts and the fears and everything else kind of sprang into action. And I think it's just an example of, you know, what I saw not only us doing, but also what other great leaders were doing in terms of priorities was figuring out what they could control and figuring out, you know, what could actually, what did they have in their control that could actually go and, you know, work. And in our case, it was our direct to consumer business where, you know, while stores were, um, where we have huge amounts of inventory in, we're going through, you know, out of stock situations, people were hoarding. I mean, there was all kinds of craziness and stock was not, you know, coming, coming back as fast as, you know, we wanted or stores wanted and nobody could kind of figure out exactly what was going on there in terms of the supply chains and, and et cetera. We recognized that we needed to prioritize during that time, two things. Number one, what we could control, which was our own direct to consumer business. We had over a million customers sitting in that database that we could reach out to and, you know, share with them, like as consumers, what we were seeing and remind them that they could order from us online. But in addition to that, you know, I think it it really goes to, and I think this answers the question, maybe it goes off a little bit, but the, the actual stores, like, you know, if you see somebody who's kind of stuck 
and they can't figure out exactly what to prioritize. Actually going in and helping them figure that out in a nice way and if they want help. And so in our case, we said, hey, can we send truckloads in to help you actually stock the shelves versus actually going through distributors? Would that be helpful? 50% of our accounts said yes. Like, and we said, fine, we will invoice you, you know, soon, but mm-hmm. don't worry about it right now. What we want to do is actually come in and solve the problem. So I think it's, it's kind of a twofold. Like sometimes it's not just about you. Sometimes it's about, you know, people that you rely on or that you really see a need and trying to help them prioritize things is also really important. Well, you mentioned help. And that's one of the things that I saw as a theme throughout the book is the idea of helping. Like you want to help people. The reason that, you know, you started him was to help. And I know that the, the mission has evolved. You touch on that too. And we're going to have a chance hopefully to get to some of that stuff as well. But the helping that you've done and, and help being like kind of a central theme, it's, it sticks to the values that you talk about as well. And I think that as you talk about, you know, the prioritization piece, it's your values that have kind of guided you on that front. Would, would that be a fair thing to say? And for somebody who's struggling with that, because often prioritization or productivity is about the loudest thing or the noisiest thing or the most, maybe the thing that is, it's the easiest thing to solve, but it may not be the most important thing to solve. How, how do you kind of keep that values or, or the, uh, the, the idea of that in mind when you are prioritizing? Because it would have been very easy for you to say, well, we can't do that because it's just not possible or, and you have had to make some tough choices. So how do you help someone and, and what advice would you give to somebody who may struggle with that, the, the, the loudness of other things, as opposed to maybe their, the values, the mission, their, their character guiding their priorities in, instead? Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes what I found in, in developing Hint was that I was so busy. I was, you know, working on this thing at AOL, running their e-commerce and traveling all over the country. And it, you know, it was, it was just crazy. And I think sometimes we, we get into this mode of just like continuing to do what we do every day. Mm -hmm. And, and that's clearly what I was doing and, you know, building a significant business inside of AOL. And I had an opportunity to leave when, believe it or not, for those of you who don't remember this, all of my former companies, AOL, CNN, Time, all rolled up into one, my husband's company, Netscape. And I took some time and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, which is, you know, something that not everybody gets that opportunity to go do that. And, and that time, um, you know, I had small kids and I was spending some more time with my kids and and really thinking that my next role was going to be in tech because that seemed to be the most obvious thing that I sort of knew how to do. Sure. But while I was doing that, I looked at, you know, my health and, and again, it wasn't sort of obvious health, um, you know, issues that to anybody else. I mean, I had continuously gained weight over the years. If you would have met me you know, even when I was at AOL, maybe I'd gained a few pounds, you know, maybe I looked a little bit different, but it was to me that I, I realized that I'm not the same person that I used to be. And I couldn't figure out why. And maybe because I had more time on my hands too, I felt like that that was the time that I was able to kind of focus on it. And it was a problem. Like I've always been able to solve a lot of problems and clearly in business and you know, my own personal life, but this was one, like, I just couldn't figure out and it, and it bugged me. And so that's when, you know, I started to think about 
how health is something that it doesn't matter, you know, what your gender is, how much money you have, you know, where you live, right? It's, it's like people, if you don't have your health, then you don't have anything. I mean, right. and, and that's a big statement, but it's, it's a real statement, right? And, and I was humbled by that overarching like theme. And I thought, okay, I, I need to do everything in my power to really figure this out. And, you know, as we talked about, you read the book and you read this, that, you know, I'd really focused on two things, food and exercise. Like I thought if I did those two things, then I would get healthy. And it ended up that that wasn't the case. And I still couldn't figure it out. And that's when, you know, this diet soda was sitting right in front of me and the label was sitting right in front of me. And I really looked at, you know, gosh, like, it's a drink. It's not food, but it's a drink. So maybe I should eliminate that for, for a bit. And I really, I don't know about you when you, you know, quit your uh, soda habit. Like I didn't really think that that was the issue. Like I, I did it because I thought I didn't understand the ingredients, but I didn't really think that that was going to be the, the solve. Right. Right. And, and so when I, did it. And I, you know, I lost 24 pounds in two and a half weeks. And, um, you know, I got rid of my adult acne that I had developed, my energy levels were different. And, you know, that's when I really, I guess, for me, another piece, and hopefully you got this out of the book, too. But I not only became like, confused about things like including you know, terms like diet. At that time, there was a drink called vitamin water out, out you know, yep. that was just kind of picking up steam too. And I thought, gosh, knowing how important health is to consumers and, you know, knowing that it really just doesn't matter and, you know, your socioeconomic background or any of these things, like, why is it that I've been conditioned to sort of like think the diet is actually better for me. And I, again, like fast forward many, many years, I mean, part of what I do as well is really focus. I, I, I was always focusing on health when I started this company. I did not, you know, dream of like one day I'm going to start the next Coca-Cola or Red Bull or whatever. What I dreamt of is offering the ability for people to enjoy water and like get their health back. Right. And so now, you know, a lot of stuff that I get to do, frankly, around not just being an entrepreneur is, you know, is actually fight for health issues that I've run into. And, you know, things like I'm working on a huge clean water initiative in Washington right now and hope, hoping to call attention to, um, you know, what our unfortunately, what our water isn't um, coming out of our tap. And, and, um, you know, again, like, that kind of stuff, I never intended. But and, you know, I didn't have any doubts, I just didn't have any knowledge or education around it. But I thought once I start trying to do this, and, you know, I've got a lot of information, obviously, because I run a water company, um, and sort of know a lot of what I see in the initial stages of the water that we use that, like, why don't I actually try to keep creating change for the better that ultimately gives people better health? Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. 
From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. So Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. All right, now it's time to take a break to talk about our sponsors. The year evolves through seasons and the colorful days of fall are now upon us here in Canada and North America. And the question is, are your small businesses needs evolving? Well, mine are. And, and despite the current uncertainty, having the right people on your team is like feeling the warmth of being wrapped up in a blanket. I want that feeling. You should want that feeling too. So 
When your business is ready to make the next hire, LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with qualified candidates so that you can find the right person quickly. My business is evolving. I'm adding things to the mix. I want to be able to find the right person. I want to do this in as quickly and as easily a way as possible and know that I'm getting it done right. Well, LinkedIn Jobs is going to help me do that. Getting started is easier than ever. There are new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly, and you can manage all of your job posts and contact candidates from a single view on the site you're most familiar with, LinkedIn.com, as the functions are streamlined onto one simple screen. You can identify strong candidates with their efficient rating system to help quickly get your job in front of more qualified candidates. And now you can do this all from your mobile device. So no matter where the day takes you, you can access LinkedIn jobs. Now, LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 706 million members worldwide. So that's quite the pool to draw from. And that's how LinkedIn jobs can help you find the right person faster. And Productivity's podcast listeners have quite the deal. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash timecrafting. Again, that's linkedin.com slash timecrafting to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. So what are you waiting for? Get that $50 offer while you can. That's linkedin.com slash timecrafting. Do it today. I am a big fan of LinkedIn and what LinkedIn has to offer. LinkedIn jobs is one aspect, but LinkedIn learning is another. And I want to share with you my own personal experience with LinkedIn learning as a teacher, as a instructor at LinkedIn learning. See, I've got some courses there that I've done in development with a company called Madecraft, and I want you to check them out. So if you've been looking to learn more from me in in areas like prioritization, building better routines, managing your energy, which is a highly underrated and undervalued element of your personal productivity, and how to build a better to-do list, then you really need to check out what LinkedIn Learning has to offer with my courses. Now, again, these courses are short. They're digestible. You can actually get through these in a fairly quick manner, and I'm not the only one that's on the platform. There's a wide variety of quality instructors available for you to check out. So again, if you're looking to build better routines, build a better to-do list, and get more productive, I strongly encourage you to check out my profile on LinkedIn Learning. Now, the link is in the show notes. You can just click on it there, or you can enter the following URL to get access to my courses at LinkedIn Learning. Just go to productivityist.com slash LinkedIn Learning, and you'll get access to these, these courses. You'll be able to see them. Yes, you have to have a LinkedIn Learning account. You have to pay for that but you'll get quick access to my courses. You'll see everything that's there. And then once you have a LinkedIn learning membership, you can test every aspect of the catalog that they have. So again, visit productivityist.com slash LinkedIn learning to check out what I have to offer at LinkedIn learning today. 2020 is rapidly coming to a close and I want you to be able to make the most out of the year to come. And that's why I've partnered up once again with newyear.net to develop the now year wall calendar. It's time to start mapping out your new year now. You've got the time, you've got the space, you've got the energy, now you've got a product to help you get started. What this wall calendar offers is my time crafting elements built into it. So you can get this in a tall format or a wide format, but you've got things in there like daily themes, monthly themes. I've even got a tracker in the corner of each of the days so you can track multiple habits. You can track two of them using the divider that's already there, or you can fill in the whole thing and just track one, which you might want to do for say a journaling habit, right? So I've been 
making this with New Year for the past few years. I'm excited with this new design and I'm just really excited to be able to bring this to you at a discount. So what I want you to do is if you're interested in picking up this calendar and why not? Lots of people have. I've got one on my wall and I've seen plenty of people make the best use out of this calendar and I know you can too. Just visit productivityist.com slash new year. That's N-E-U-Y-E-A-R. And then enter the discount code podcast to get 10% off of your order. Now this offer expires on December 1st, 2020. So I want you to hit the ground running and order it today. So again, go to productivityist.com slash new year. That's N-E-U-Y-E-A-R. And then enter the discount code upon checkout podcast and you'll get 10% off of your now year wall calendar. You've got to make the most of your time and the now year wall calendar will give you a bird's eye view of your year all in one go. So don't delay. Pick up the now year wall calendar at that special discounted price for productivity as podcast listeners today. And now let's get back to my conversation with Kara Golden here on the Productivity as Podcast. You're you know, there's a natural curiosity there that comes across and you know, you mentioned in the book that throughout your life you've always been fond of asking questions. And to me that seems to have served you very well. What what kind of value have you found in questions and, and questioning and getting curious that might be able to help somebody that is, you know, beyond picking up the book is saying, you know what, I'm I'm curious, I have questions, but are they serving me? Right. I was the last of five kids. I I my dad was you know, kind of an entrepreneur. I, I I talk about him as an entrepreneur within a large company. He founded a major brand called um, Healthy Choice, which mm-hmm. was inside an Armor Food Company initially, and then Conagra. And and you know, so there was definitely this entrepreneurial spirit inside of my house. He was always coming up with all these crazy ideas. Um, but I also had four brothers and sisters that were older than me that were always you know kind of doing their thing. And and so you know, I had the opportunity to actually see people doing a lot of different things and, you know, asking why naturally, like I remember, you know, my brother had a, my brother who's an attorney now is, you know, he, he didn't want to be a house painter, but he basically said, I can make a lot of money painting houses during the summer. And that's why I'm doing it. So I would, you know, ask him like, Hey, why are you painting houses? You know, I'm just like this little small fry, right? Like that's like asking him and he, you know, it's annoying. He's 15 years older than me. So I would ask him these questions and he'd be like, well, you know, Kara, when you want to make some money and I don't want to work while I'm going to law school, this is what you do. And I'm like, okay, you know, note to self, this is what you do. You do, you do stuff in order to kind of not do things that you don't want to do, you know, later. And so all of these lessons along the way, I think really led me you know, ultimately to where I am today. But I think it's, it's, I felt like you just learn so much, you know, just by asking these questions. And obviously, you know, when you get into business too, I I think that, you know, part of what we did at Hint and part of what I think is, was such a, you know, enormous part of our success looking back is, is, you know, that I didn't have the experience. Um, You know, I would, reach out to a bunch of these uh, people who were, you know, beverage industry executives or running product for, um, you know, different, you know, distributors and bottlers, whoever would actually like pick up the phone and, and talk to me. And there were many people that, 
you know, maybe they didn't hang up on me, but they didn't return calls. You know, there were mm -hmm. definitely those, but there were other people that, you know, I'd call and I'd say, Hey, I've got this idea for a beverage company. And, and they're like, you know, I want to run this product with no sweeteners in it, but also no preservatives in it. And they were like, Oh, you can't do that. And because I didn't have industry experience, I, like, I thought there was this like magic, there was a reason, right? Mm. I don't know if you've ever like tried to solve a problem. You're like, I just know there's a reason out there, but like, I don't know what it is. So I'm just going to ask, yep. right? What is the reason? And these people in my mind should have known the reason, but they, you know, weren't sharing what the reason was. And the reason why they weren't sharing is that they didn't actually know. And so, and so I would say, so why do I have to have preservatives in my product? seem if you're not in the industry seems like a reasonable question you know to ask people and they're like because you can't and and i remember as a kid hearing my parents say because you can't and i thought well that's like not really an answer that's a rallying like, cry <laughs> right right and yep. so like f later on you know when these people were saying to me because you can't i'm like but why like, and again, you'll annoy some people by asking them that question, but then other people were, would say, well, I don't know. I mean, you've been working in the beverage industry for many years. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I've never worked in the beverage industry. Like I, I came from AOL, I was at CNN and they're like, oh, got it. Like, you're really asking a question. And right. I'm like, yeah. So there, so again, you know, many people eliminated themselves because they didn't want to take the time. But there were there are stories of some people that actually were curious like me and did want to take the time. And those were the people that were actually, you know, I'm so grateful for because, you know, we became the first non-alcoholic beverage that was that water beverage that was not putting preservatives into their product that used real fruit. And it doesn't sound like it was a big deal, but no one was doing it. Mm -hmm. Like what I was bringing up was actually like something that, again, I heard a lot of, you know, just cause and, and those kind of, you know, pieces along the way. So again, I think if you hear, if you hear enough just causes, um, like, I don't know. It, if gives, you had you, it gives you like just cause to it, dig deeper. <laughs> yeah, dig deeper. Find the answer. Don't be afraid. Uh, I know we've got a little bit of time left, but I wanted to ask you, there's uh, going through the book when you had the first sale and you and your husband, Theo, shared a hint. Think back. What did that taste like? What did that feel like when you were having that after that sale? When it, you know, when that, how did that, you, can you remember that? Can you still? Oh, yeah. What, what was that? Like? Yeah, I was. Um, actually in the hot, I was in the hospital. I was in, I had just delivered my fourth child. So I, I remember this very well. And we got a phone call from the whole foods, uh, buyer and, or actually not buyer merchandiser, um, who had put our product on the shelf in San Francisco. And, um, you know, we had sort of dropped off the product. I'll, I'll leave it at that. You have to hear the quite humorous story for many um, that the day before I was going in for a plan C-section and educating the um, merchandiser about what a plan C-section actually was. I have, I have to tell you that uh, my husband was horrified that his wife was actually educating a poor, you know, 
20 something year old guy who had no idea about childbirth on, on what it was. Cause he asked, he wanted yep. to know. And so I decided why not? I'll, I'll take the time to educate him. And so he phoned me in the hospital and said, you know, somebody, your product is gone. And I, at that point, didn't even like, I thought that somebody actually took the product and I don't know what they did with it, threw it in the garbage or whatever. I didn't actually think that somebody bought the product. And when he told me that the 10 cases that we had dropped off at Whole Foods were, you know, gone, they were sold. I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's crazy. And so we checked out of the hospital and, and, um, you know, we really, at that point, my husband felt sorry for me and he was like, look, you got to rest. You've just had a C-section. I'll go and deliver cases for you and, and help out. And, you know, but we were both like, kind of like, whoa, like that was kind of, I mean, it was hard to make the product, but you know, it was worth it. And now we're selling and we thought, okay, now we're off to the races. We had no idea what we were getting into, including, you know, over 2000 beverages in the industry and, you know, shelf life issues, um, you know, the power of, you know, these large companies and, you know, purchasing power of, you know, making or breaking, you know, companies, uh, that are that are buying your products and actually you know making your product visible to consumers lots of different things so I think that you know that day I, I remember fondly I also remember again how many stories like since then and you know and sort of things that people told us primarily because we didn't have experience that they you know they thought this isn't going to make it um, you know there's no, you guys are going to be roadkill. That was one of my favorite ones, you know, first week of launching. Um, so lots of things, you know, since then that I, that I, uh, you know, just makes you better and makes you grow and, and things that you can look back on. One more, one more question for you. And this revolves around the idea of patience. This has not been a, a, a one and done story, as you mentioned, you know, uh, and it, as you tell through the book and it's, it, again, it's a fascinating story of, of, just not just your story, but your husband's story as well. So there's a lot of interchangeable like kind of parts that go through and, and people who uh, are entrepreneurs or want to be like, this is a book that when you go through, it, you're like, yeah, I've, if you've been down that road, you're like, yeah, I've been that down that to a point. And, and, but there's other people that are like, they want the results now. They don't see the story. They just say, oh, okay, well, this is, I, I've just discovered this person. Like they're going to listen to this episode and they're going to say, oh, wow, she's the CEO of Hint. And oh my goodness, look, they, they're, they're a massive company. They're making, you know, they're making water of various types. They're making sunscreen. You know, they've got other things that are on the, she's a published author. But uh, productivity to me, there's an element of patience that goes to it. So I want to ask you really quickly, like, what, what, what do you value in terms of patience? Like, could you think that how important, how important do you think patience is when it comes to building something? And how do you make sure that you don't lose sight of that virtue along the way? Because I think that can be tough as well. You know, I, I think also being a 15 year old brand, I mean, clearly we're not in a hurry uh, <laughs> to sort of, you know, build and, and, uh, you know, I, I think that that's such an important piece. And, and, and also, you know, I, I think we can look back on things. I mean, I remember in 2009, just as an example, when, you know, every, the world was ending the financial crisis, 2008, 2009. And we had, you know, stores saying to us, like, we're going to kick you out unless you, um, 
you know, give us the product versus actually buying the product from us. And, you know, obviously that was a bad deal for us. And so I always, you know, share that story too with entrepreneurs Mm. that, you know, maybe that's the story of like, okay, we got to do this because otherwise like we're going to go under, but also, you know, is it possible for your company to, you know, slow down and have patience and, and wait some, times out. Like maybe COVID is your time too, where you need to wait some issues out. Maybe you need to look at sort of like what's working internally and, you know, overall and, and really like take some time and breathe and, you know, look at it. And I, I bounce back and forth in my head between, you know, the personal side of this, as well as, you know, the, the business side of things. I mean, I also think that there's a, there's an exercise that I think is really, really important for, you know, everyone to do when you sort of have a dream, which is, you know, if you want to go and be an entrepreneur and, and launch something that is, you know, going to be an overnight success, I want you to find companies that you really respect and have, you know, like built a brand and done lots of stuff that are overnight successes. And like find those companies because there aren't very many, Mm. right? And it's really easy for people to like say, oh my gosh, that was an overnight success. I always find that the people that actually call things overnight successes too, they don't even hear themselves saying that. They don't really know the definition of an overnight success, right? Like they're just sort of like spewing, you know, these thoughts out, but they're not really necessarily truly overnight successes. And for me in the beverage industry, when I looked at, you know, other sort of comps in terms of, I mean, obviously there was, you know, Coca-Cola and like, that's, that's a century old, right? Like it's, you know, it's not a, um, it, it, it's not really a competitive thing, but I looked at like vitamin water and what I found in, in vitamin water is that most people, when, when it actually showed up on my radar, I think it was 12 years old, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, I just found out about it a couple of years ago. And the other thing in my research of looking at this brand that I had a lot of respect for in terms of how they built it and still have a ton of respect for it, um, they had one or two uh, bankruptcies in between. Like, and I, again, I never had heard of that. I'm not right. sort of, you know, like, I'm not, you know, dissing the fact that they had a bankruptcy necessarily, but I don't know. Like, I just thought, I don't know. There's a lot of things in there that were probably really hard that were not, you know, things on sort of the front end of that I actually saw as as somebody who wanted to be like them and wanted to be an entrepreneur. So most great brands do have patience. And if they don't have patience and they they hustle and do things too quickly, you may run into, you know, financial issues, you, you know, may have to shut down the company like and so I, I really encourage people in every single industry to, to take the time and, and don't rush it because that, that, is such a, that is such an important thing. And what most entrepreneurs and most brands that are no longer in business wish that they would have like slowed it down and taken their time to do something that was, you know, really at the core of why they started this company or what their mission was in the first place. The book is called Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. Kara Golden, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. I strongly encourage you 
to pick up this book. Uh, like I said, there's plenty of dog-eared pages. We couldn't get to everything I wanted to ask today, but Kara, thanks so much for joining me. Where can people pick up the book and where can they keep up with you and the work you're doing? Thank you so much. Uh, Amazon, also on our site at drinkhint.com. And if you want to find out a little bit more about it, I have a website at Kara Golden or Undaunted the Book, lots of places. So definitely if um, you're interested in picking up the book, we would we would love it. Kara, thanks again for joining me today on the Productivity is Podcast. Thank you.